know what's better than so good? The fact that we have started. That's what's so good. Welcome to My Safe Word is More. My name is Al Jackson, faithful co-host of Daily Blast Live, father of three beautiful children, stand-up comic for 18 years. I am joined by the incredible, incomparable, three-time Emmy-winning producer, Mr. Christopher Clark. Chris, how are you? Christian. Christian <laughs> Clark. Thank you. All right. Nice to meet you. Good, I know, right? It's just like we're very close. Hey, Alfonso we've Jackson. Worked, we've worked together for years. But I, I wonder how much fault I'm at if he's never if he never goes by his full name. Yeah. Every once in a while, people call me Albert, but you know who we call Cookie all the time. She is our two-time survivor appearing and ass kicking, one-time amazing race drop kicking, but all the time. On this podcast, body slamming the one and only Mrs. Corinne Cookie Kaplan. How are you? I'm good. I decided I'm going to try and keep adding ridiculous things to my IMDb. So my mom and I were also extras on Wild Things. I know the last time I spoke, I told you about Caddyshack. My mother had it in her head. Um, so Florida is a right-to-work state. There's no union. So a lot of stuff is filmed there. And so my mom got us agents and just, you don't really need an agent to do extra work. <laughs> and Can you sit? You're hired. Yeah. She was like, oh, oh, they're filming uh, Wild Things. And, and like, we didn't know what Wild Things was, but she knew the breakdown of the you know right. celebs that were going to be there and so there i am at craft services with my mom trying to hit on <laughs> oh, you know the extras get to go to craft services they did oh wow actually the, well, yeah i mean it was all they had to feed us we were there for like 12 hours yeah, you know and do i know who's in wild things uh i'm gonna guess uh matt uh matt uh not damon but the other one dylan. matt yeah. dylan and um the chick with the black hair from friends courtney something no she wasn't in that god bless it <laughs> uh yeah and there was denise yeah richards denise campbell kevin bacon there you go oh kevin ba yeah no so kevin dylan not kevin bacon no kevin kevin bacon, bacon was in it too was in it. i don't even fucking remember and we oh i knew matt dylan was the big get um yeah we shot it it was at ransom everlades high school that they did a lot of the shooting for that so that is how i ended up oh. in it anyway so that's part of my wait what scene are you in buddy Oh, it's uh, like it wasn't a drone you? shot because no, they didn't have drones. They had a helicopter take off and take footage of I was one of the kids playing tennis, like the high school students playing tennis on the tennis court. Can we identify you in any way? Mm, I know which one Hopefully I am. Hopefully you're playing against a black person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't exactly have like a, a serious cameo in this. I can't. I'll have to ask my mom what she was. I don't even know. If she'd remember when I went to college, she was still doing extra work like all the time. I want to see your mom's IMDb. <laughs> I, I, really, I don't think you didn't get one from from that, but yeah, she uh, she was really in, she she really just liked being around. Uh, yeah, well, I, I know this because you know obviously I started my career in South Florida and I taught middle school before I started comedy in South Florida. So all my friends kind of did this, mm -hmm. and uh, all my friends that are comics were in that show Burn Notice. Oh yeah, they were sure. all, yeah, so kind of uh -huh. the same Everglades-y kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So talk. Um, okay, up, so today this is going to be a show that is the theme is going to be trauma. I had a bunch of trauma that happened. I mean, you know, my version of trauma. Um, and so I'm going to go through three different stories basically re regarding this. Uh, part of the trauma is unfortunately my second date with Pink Ring, who I will remind you all was the six foot seven hottie that I had that ambient induced fucking miscarriage of texts that somehow I was able to bring back. If you want to learn how, you can listen to me on Patreon. Um, anyways, I brought it back. I did have a legitimate date with him. And I you honestly, 
I acted very, it was he that did not act normally. So we're going to cover that. Um, And then we all get to a listener email. Yes. So let's start. Let me open with the first trauma. So I almost died this week. And I feel like a lot of times people say that and they use it as a. um, Like something to punch up their story. Yeah. Yes. And really like I almost died. I believe when I tell you what happened, you will agree that like I definitely almost died. Okay. All right. I was awakened in the middle of the night, choking on my own vomit. Oh, my goodness. Now, I want to set this up. I did not have any, any, I had one half a glass of red wine before I went to bed. I didn't do anything strange, nothing out of place. It was a, you know, Tuesday night. And all of a sudden, I wake up and I feel like I'm being waterboarded. What happened, my brother says, is I had some, I don't actually usually have acid reflux. So this is not something I struggle with, but I had reflux and I aspirated it because I was asleep. So basically the bile that came up for some unknown reason, what I breathed into my lungs. And so I legitimately was gasping for air. Like, oh my God, this cannot be how it ends. Like, this is so uninteresting. Like I didn't do anything special to have this happen. That's the way somebody dies on house. Yeah, like kind of weird. Yes. And actually she killed herself. Like in college, I did know somebody who like drank heavily and then choked on their own vomit. Like that's kind of understandable. Yeah, they died. Gee, I didn't know that was possible. Is that why they say roll them on their side? Uh, Yes, of course. That's you want to roll somebody on their side. Yeah. But But somebody has to be conscious. He just went to sleep like he had drunk, drank a lot of alcohol before. Just happened. Then he threw up. And if you don't get ahead of it, like once you start choking, if no one's around, like you just die. So this is what's happening to me in slow motion. Like I'm like, and it's so painful because it's bile. Like it's really acidic. Yes, so my hurts. whole esophagus is all fucked. Yeah. So anyways, um, so that's the the opening trauma for today. And I wanted to just talk a little I don't know bit if that's more. Like almost dying. Like how long were you able, unable? I was to gasping for air. For how long were you like for long enough that we in the room? Would it have looked like a traumatic scene happened there? Where like you were looking <laughs> for your phone? Uh, yeah. And I also didn't know what to do. Like I had a bottle of water next to my bed, and I was like, I'm I'm barely able to breathe. Should I try and drink water? Because I couldn't. I didn't understand. I think mentally that it wasn't that something was stuck in my throat. It was that it was in my lungs. Like water ain't gonna do shit. That's not. Oh, it's in my like I had bile. The cinnamon challenge. That's why I was killing Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I wanted to touch on a little bit. I have I don't um, I very, very, very rarely in my whole life have ever thrown up from alcohol. It's just not something that makes me throw up. But unfortunately, there are things that do. And I'm going to tell you. Yeah. One of the the like my most defining traits as Chris, you guys have learned on a previous podcast, has never thrown up. The whole time you were talking, I was thinking about it. I know. Never once. Not once, you guys. Um, I have like a weird, I think maybe is this a spectrum thing? I have like a very visceral reaction to certain things. And this in particular, if you were to, if we were in this room, so I cannot stand the smell of Play-Doh. So much so that when we were going on Amazing Race and they asked like allergies, I list Play-Doh. You can't, if there's a challenge that somehow Play-Doh is, I cannot be around Play-Doh. I hate it. And if you opened a can of Play-Doh, even as far away. the challenges was going to be at an after school care? I just was like, you know, they do weird shit. And I just wanted them to understand that this is not a possibility. I cannot work with Play-Doh in any way. And so um, the other thing that comes to mind of like just spontaneously throwing up is years ago, I interviewed for a job at a wound care company. And yeah, Chris had the same face when I told him. So um, and just to remind you guys, Al has no idea what I'm going to say. Chris knows everything I'm going to say. So yeah. So 
when I went through the interview process, I was on like the third round of interviews for this dumb, you know, just a, a pharma job doing wound care. I mean, I shouldn't say it was dumb, but it was like, you know, it's like a pigskin wound care product. And they were like, okay, like you're like the manager loved me. He's like, you have to go on a ride along with one of our reps. I'm like, do I though? And he's like, yeah. And in order to do that, I had to take a day off work. And I was like, kind of, Ugh, all right, fine. I don't know why I have to do this. And he's like, because some people cannot tolerate seeing what you're going to see. Jesus, with Lord wound have care. mercy. So it's like the movie seven. Yeah. And I was like, trust me, I have, I mean, I've seen a lot of shit on Survivor. Like I, it's, a, I don't get queasy. It's fine. And he's like, you still have to go on this ride along. So the, the guy that's taking they, me, like, take him to Ray's house. Well, <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> he takes me the first visit we go to. There's like, I think if I remember correctly, five stages of like wound development, basically. And he's like, we're going to go to a stage two wound first. And so we go to this, this particular, the first one out the gates is a woman who is, she's in a hospital bed and her, you can see her kneecap. The wound has eaten through to her kneecap. Yeah. And um, I'm in the room with her. I don't, I'm not disturbed. I can see the tendons. Like I'm, can you smell it. We're getting to that. Okay. No, I, I mean, it was, you know, it's a bad wound, but it's, you know, it's being, it's being healed. Anyways, I found out right before we walked in that she was going to have to have her leg amputated. She didn't know that. And then they left me alone in the room with her. God knows why. While the doctor and the rep were talking and she's like, please, please don't let them amputate my leg. And I was like, oh God, like how? How's this part of the job? I'm not. So, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but when strangers are bringing other strangers to look at your leg, it's probably <laughs> going to get amputated. Yeah, I'm just, just like yeah. throwing that out there. No. So we go to two more places, and they get progressively worse. And then the final visit that day at like three o'clock in the afternoon, he's like, "Okay, we're going to go. We're visiting someone who's in hospice. This patient is dying, imminently dying. He has a stage five, like the the worst wound you can have, from a bed sore in his back, but it's." It's like a cannon size and it, it goes straight through to the vertebrae. He's like, um, a so cannon size, like, this happened like in the civil war. I Why mean, cantaloupe. Like, okay. Cantaloupe. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's like Isn't a musket roughly? wound. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the fever. So, yeah. So I walk into the room and he's got, his wife is at his bedside and he's a young guy, but he's got this. When you say young, talk to me. I maybe 40. Shut Young. up. Shut yes. your mouth. I don't know the like when it was it wasn't I didn't get a whole backstory on like why he was where he was, but they had been trying to use this pigskin wound care on him for months now and it's not taking and like he's a goner. That's just he's this is the end of life. So what they do is they tell me, okay, we're gonna he's wrapped in bandages and they're gonna need to change the bandages. And I'm standing bedside, the rep is next to me, the doctor's on the other side of the bed with some nurses, and they're un, you know, unraveling the bandage. As soon as they get maybe, you know, to where there's only like one layer of bandage. The smell hits the room and I begin, I vomit all over his bed, all over his wife, all over. And I can't stop. It's just, uh, 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 uh. and I don't know what's happening. It's never happened before. And apparently the smell of decaying flesh, some people, it causes, I mean, I don't know how common it is, but this is why they made me do the ride along. But I can't stop throwing up. Now the wife is hysterically crying because the person I'm pitched, I'm in a business suit. I'm pitched as like, a, like someone in training, yeah. but a professional and the professional is throwing up. I go out in the hallway. I'm throwing up more in the hallway. I don't even know how to offer to clean it up because I can't go back in that room. I can't stop throwing up. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Talk about an image like you, like, look, when I leave, I want my kids around for, my bed. Yeah. And my wife. And I mean, I left. some of my throw up might have gone in his wound. Oh, like I had no, no. What if that healed him? I, and then there yeah. was like a wound care named after you. Yeah. They yeah. were like, Corinne, we need you. <laughs> stick your Have some spaghettios yeah. and stick your finger down. <laughs> It's the Seinfeld Junior Mints. Like I, yeah, I threw up into this fucking guy's wound. So never. Oh my god! 
needless to how, say, wait, how, how long until I need like seconds in terms of you oh, smell it and it's like you, is your right, body just immediately, react? immediately. I had no, it wasn't like my mouth watered. It wasn't like I had a chance to turn away. All of a sudden, just projectile vomiting. Just no, no idea. And I, I, I'd never smelled decaying flesh before. I didn't even know. And when they told me it was going to be tough to see, they didn't say the smell might make you throw up. They just made it sound like, oh, it's really gory. And like, you know, you might not be able, it's going to give right. you nightmares. Not that like you're at a risk of becoming physically ill. I mean, I was throwing up for a while. I couldn't stop it. And then I got in the car and the rep's like, so I'm sure you understand that we can't give you the job. And I was like, I don't want the fucking job. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, when we were in the hospice and when he brought it back up, I was like, you got to pull over. Like I, I couldn't, I was throwing up when I could think of the smell for weeks later, I could just throw up. Yes, it was horrible. Oh my God. And I think. How I, long until you got over it? Cause I'm like looking at you now, like, hey, I mean, good chairs. yeah, <laughs> it was, I would say. I want to say like a year before if I thought of the event, it didn't make me like it wouldn't make me projectile vomit like I did on the scene, but it would get me. Yeah. Riled up. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. I like that. He felt like he still had to give you the formal yeah. uh, fight. Like, look, we understand we can't hire you. You had no shit. Now, obviously, hand me the baby wipe. Obviously. And like, I don't even I'm like, I was concerned because they had to like get, you know, um, what are they? The, the well, they had to get people in to clean up my vomit everywhere. Yeah, like I made it so much worse for this guy. I now mean, the room smelled like vomit and flesh. And like, that wife too. Yeah, it's just like uh, hit all up her shins. Like it was all over her. It was so bad. What was her reaction like? She she just became really upset. No, she wasn't upset that the vomit was on her. She was upset because it must be that bad that somebody is vomiting. But the fact that she was able to to stand and walk through it. She Holy was so she was shit. in her chair when I vomited on her, and then she just started flipping out, hysterically crying, flipping it, flipping, flipping. And they were calm when I walked in. Like I think they still thought there was a chance. Uh oh, yeah, that's. Uh, they were like, "He's going to be dead in like seven to ten days." You're like one of you know how like uh, they say in hospice, there's like a cat that comes yeah. and sits in your lap if yeah. someone's going to die. You're that version of that for hospice. Yes, like, we're gonna I might as well in. dress up as the Grim Reaper. Grim <laughs> puked on my dad. We're we're calling yeah. his brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So I'm glad we can laugh. We can all have a good I laugh. Mean, it's just <laughs> such a, because the thing is, obviously you're telling the story, but as a comic, my thing goes to everybody's perspective in the room and for the wife to be like, how did we get from like, she met him in a bar. She was like, he's a cute guy to the fact that this chick who's going to be on Survivor is throwing up on her husband's. It's just a very surreal yeah. situation. I'm not mocking the dead. But if this guy was brought back to no, life or whatever version we're swirling in the heavens after this, he would acknowledge this is a weird situation. Yes. That is I know. Crazy and it was like a fire hose. It was I don't even know how I had that much like vomit in me. See, I'm wondering how many of our listeners have had a situation like this because I was pre-med and I'm pretty good with everything. And uh, I was uh, shadowing uh, an emergency room physician uh over the summer i think maybe going into sophomore year of college and you just, just see drunk people mm -hmm. and bums and i remember i used to because you know it's all kind of like open in that triage area where you're like you have your own bed but it's just like the sheet that yes there's like a you know so like they can see you walking past and every time uh i would walk past this white homeless woman I would just go <gasps> every i mean she was crazy i'm not that not even going to edit that out she said that she was a crazy person but I, it really did get me used to like this is this is not a textbook. This is what the streets yeah. look like. People coming with broken legs. 
And I'd seen everything. I'm chilling, Corinne. And uh, the one of the attendings was like, hey, we're going to do a back surgery upstairs. Do you want to come see it? And I was like, yes. And I mean, at this point, I've done pre-med programs. I've held brains in my hands, mm-hmm. intestines. I've worked with cadavers. None of this bothers me. We walk in this room. We, we scrub in. Uh, my first time ever scrubbing in. I'm in an actual OR. I'm standing there uh, with this girl that I like from New Orleans. She, you know, I liked her, but I liked her. And um, we're standing there, and this guy's on his stomach, and he's like awake because they kind of oh they they, they, have, they have to right so you can move and they can uh-huh. see like what works, and like his back is open like a, like somebody just took a can opener and you're just like looking yeah. at the striations and everything in his back. And they were like telling him almost to move his arms, almost like you're doing like the breaststroke. And I was just looking at his back and my knees mm, just I and, and the thing is, as a, I had never fainted. I thought that was something for old ladies at church. So I didn't even recognize this because at first I remember I was looking at it and I started getting the cold, cold sweats. Yeah. And again, you think that's a figure of speech. Don't get the cold sweats on stage. But it's a real thing. Yeah. And it's when your body instantly heats up to the point that your, your body almost like an emergency, like hoses itself off. That's why it's so cold and instant. And, but I didn't, I was like, oh, sweating, that's weird. And I'm just like sitting, trying to act cool. And then he moved again and just like my knees. And then uh, somebody must've saw me because I'm sure I probably did a little loopsie daisy. Mm. And somebody's like, oh, do you need to step out? And I was like, oh yeah, I will. And I went to the bathroom and just like vomited immediately and like had peace of mind to like get into a stall and lock the door and then just like, fell out like like my legs did not work and i had to like gather myself because i don't it's such a weird uh it is it's a it's like it's like you're in someone else's body you're like i why can't why am i such a pussy about this why can't i handle this yeah and yeah yeah it's very and you're such a tough guy Mm -hmm. that like it's not in like i don't like smells i don't like this like you don't have that list so you're less adapt to be like if it's not play-doh i'm fine so i could see you like (laughs) <laughs> yes, this guy ready. just can't be played out. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. So now we're gonna merge into the the real meat and bones of this episode. All right. Um, so y'all remember, as I told you, I, I brought it back with Pink Ring. I want to mention this because it cracked me up. I had been searching for a good nickname and we settled on Pink Ring because I kept telling you about the pink ring in my toilet, and that's why I didn't want to bring him home. Well, I forgot that Matt, when I was in LA, when I told him the story, part of the story, you guys have to go back and listen you can hear me through my laughter. I said, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want you to come over and sully my hot tub. Right. So my best friend, Matt has been calling him, he's been calling him Sully Sullenberger this whole time, (laughs) which is way funnier. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, pink ring slash Sully. So he says to me on like Wednesday, he's like, I would like, are you available on Saturday night? And I said, "Uh, yeah, actually I am. He goes, okay, great. I'd like to take you to the CU uh, football game. Now you already know, in my head, I'm like, there's no place I'd less like to be. I was so shocked. I hate football. And if I go to a football game, I am in the suite or I'm on the field. That's it. I know the player. I like, there's no world in which I just like go with general population. And I sure should don't go to a college fucking football game. Yes. I sold my own tickets to the call. I went to university of Florida the year after we were national champions and I sold every goddamn ticket. I have never went to a single game. So, but I'm so excited that he's planning something and like, okay. And planning it that far out. Right. They Res- for Saturday, very respectable. Very cool. Okay. He's texting me, texting me, like all leading up to this. And he said, you know, and I'd like to offer that you can stay over because it's obviously it's in Boulder. And, you know, I, I would be happy to have you stay over if you feel comfortable. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, 
okay, so pack like a sleepover bag. And I, you know, I don't love that traditionally for like that early on in dating. Like I would prefer to go on a couple of dates, but it's too, he's so far away. Like distance wise for me to Uber there and Uber home is like a lot. And like, I just felt, you know, comfortable. He's not going to murder me. So, so I'm excited. Friday, he's messaging me like throughout the day and he messages me and like, he's like, oh, any big plans tonight? And this is Friday at like three. And I answer at like four. I'm like, oh, uh, well, it's, uh, it's first Friday. So I might like go with Carly to like some first Friday thing. I don't know. You know, like kind of like what, what business is it of yours? Like what, you know, I felt like what, and the reason he asked is he's like, because I have to do, um, drinks with some friends that are in town in Denver. So I'd love to swing by after and hot tub. I'll be in your neighborhood. And I'm like, nah, brah, that was the whole thing. That's why I didn't take you home on the first date to hot tub. You gotta earn the hot tub. And right. you're for sure not gonna go out with other people, have dinner and drinks, and then just after right. hours at my house. So I was like, yeah, let me let me see what's my hot going tub on. Isn't your sloppy seconds. Like, yeah. No, you really have to earn the hot tub. Okay, you do. You have a hot tub, you know. Yes. Absolutely. I don't just like have anybody in there. There's no randos. No. So I'm like, uh, and I'm thinking, I listen, I I've been in, I've been living as me for over 40 years. It's unprecedented that someone would want to spend two nights in a row with me. And I was sure if he comes over Friday night, I'll do something fucked up and I'll miss the full Saturday date. So he tells me, he goes, OK, no, no pressure, no problem. He was very, very like polite about it. But I called like, I, you know, I call it my jury. I have a, a couple of different friends that are different ages. What, you know, some are married, some are not. And I ask always my jury, like, what would you do? Because I really would have loved to have seen him, but I don't want to blow my chances. And I didn't like the message that sent. Universally, everybody was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. He didn't. He didn't do anything. He's I mean, he's not even offering to bring you like a to go from dinner. Like, right. no, 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 no. So I, I, I tell him I'm with that. Yeah. It's, it seems like, oh, it's a perfect nightcap for both of you. But you I, I get the you have to earn my hot tub is not like the cherry on top of your night. So like no matter what happens, you get get in the hot tub with a hot chick. Like, no, you got to work. No. For this. And so I was like, all right, fine. So everything. That, and I felt like he was being a little bit short with me. Like when I said no, mm. he was like, OK, night. And I was like, all right. Ooh. And then the next morning, I'm like, hey, like, just confirming I'll be at your place at five. Send your address. He just sends the address. No other information. Oh. So I'm just like, okay, like there's no need for this negativity. So I am on my way there. I'm supposed to be. just sent the address. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're blowing by that. That's a, you would never, I would never do that to anybody. Like no smiley face, nothing. Yo, just see you. Even if it was me and the homie for, for like, you know, to go to the bar and watch the game. Hey, do, uh, here's my address. Hurry up. Meet you there at five o'clock. Let's go Browns. I would say something, Anything. something to so, like all day goes by and I'm just like, OK, well, I'm going to go there at five. So at four thirty, I'm like, hey, leaving here now. Like, you know, I figured Boulder was about 30, 40 minutes for me. Um, and he just thumbs up it. No. Yeah. Oh. And so I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm going to this fucking guy's house. So I go to his house and when I arrive and we're going to build on how many like flags there were that you know a bitch is colorblind when they're six seven already making up so yeah okay so i arrive and i am dressed to the nines i googled the stupid football team and their colors are black and gold so i have a pair of gold pants as one does oh there's no doubt you have i absolutely do and they are fucking um they're like a pleather i mean they're like like rub they're yes they're 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 very cool and they're very sexy and i put them on with 
a see-through sweater and then like a very low cut. Like I looked good. Okay. I tried. And I knew going into this that these fucking dirt bags in Boulder are all going to be in, you know, oversized sweatshirts. I don't give a fuck. Right. I had a cute jacket and then this really good outfit on underneath. So I asked him ahead of this before he got short with me. Um, I had said like, Hey, I'd love to bring something. I would never come to someone's house empty handed. I said, I would love to bring something over. He's like, okay, well, I know you like Mezcal. I like Mezcal. Bring Mezcal. I was like, great. I bought a bottle of Mezcal. So I show up dressed to the nines, full face of makeup, you know, with my bottle of Mezcal at five o'clock. He responded in a full sentence when you said, can I bring something? This was before I had said no on Friday. Like I had asked. Oh, okay. Bar. So this is pre, this is pre stank. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I opened the door and he is in pajamas like just Wait, what time is it? like an old what, it's what? 5 p.m and i texted him um like you know like i'm running just a few minutes like you know i'm never tardy i hate tardiness is terrible and so i was running like five minutes late because i didn't realize i was going to encounter so much traffic for these idiot college students and so i i arrive at 505 and he is in like a dirty t-shirt and like sweatpants and i was like what uh what's happening here and he's like, oh, I just have to shower and get ready. Couldn't anybody say that at any time? No, 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 no. Couldn't you drag a homeless man, roll him over, and he's like, I just need to shower <laughs> okay. and get ready? Like, yeah, I'm we know that. Unclear of is why the fuck we would all day. Why would you wait till I arrived and then go, oh, I just have to get in the shower and pick out something to work? Well, I have to shower, blow dry. What if I showed up with a blow dryer in hand, my makeup, and I'm like, I just need like 45 minutes to get myself together. Now, Chris had a theory on this. I would like to ask you if you have a theory, because I just thought it was fucking rude. Okay. Let me think. Why, I wouldn't have why, thought of this. Why would he? Yeah. I, I'm thinking that he's depressed. <laughs> I think he's depressed and he's no. like this all the he's time. He's definitely. Nope. Chris, I think, had hit the nail on the head. He thought I was going to walk in and then we were just going to have sex and then he would shower. Didn't want to have, have to waste an extra shower. And well, then why would you be dressed gross? I, I don't know. He's I want to say he, that was he un un unfuckable no dirty or he no, just no, wasn't no. dressed. No, he just wasn't dressed. Okay. He was clearly like and he like immediately like brought me over to the couch and I was like, uh okay, I'm gonna like and he was telling you he was gonna be naked. Yes, and he was he oh. was baiting me, like, oh, I'm gonna get in the shower, and I'm like, okay, well. I'll just pour this mezcal. Now comes the the other flags. So I ask him for a tour of this tiny house. So he lives, he rents a place here, but he has like his primary residency, like where he owns a home is in Tahoe. And he does very well. Okay. I don't think I didn't Zillow it. It's three grand a month for rent. So three grand at three grand a month at 35 years old. That's a decent chunk of change. That's a like. Wait, what's the, where he was? The least, not never mind the place he owns. Where he's renting in Boulder is $3,000 a month. Okay. Okay, I'm telling you that for a reason. So I go, okay, do you have any glasses? Like, like you know, and I open his cupboard and it's just like three coffee mugs and like two plastic cups. And he's like, I'm just a minimalist. I don't really have. No. And I'm like looking around the, the furniture shit. I go, well, give me a tour. Give me a tour. We go to the bedroom. The bed, there's no bed frame. It's not on the floor. But it's there's no headboard. Headboard. That's the word I'm looking for. That's a problem too, because then that just it, looks really weird. It looks, it looks like so the movers weird. quit halfway through. Yes. And then I see what Elise told me she would have walked right the fuck out after seeing. Um, he has jersey sheets. Wait, what do you mean jersey? Sheets? They're made of jersey. It's what we had in the dorms. Like they're they're made of jersey material. 
And he bragged about it. He was like, I love the jersey sheets. They're so soft. T-shirt material. No. Yes. And I only know what these are because I legitimately had them in my dorm room and in like college because that's all you can afford are jersey sheets. Now, I, I, I am somebody, you guys know I have rabbit insomnia. So I have like a weighted blanket. I have my sheets are Sheeks, S-H-E-E-X. Google them. I They're like Sheeks, fucking yeah. $200 sheets. Like my shit is started on point. Started by like a lesbian couple, I think. I don't know who it started by. But yeah, yeah, they made a ton of dough. It's they played, like, incredible. They're performance sheets. Um, Jesus, yeah. that's intimidating. <laughs> I'd be walking in there like, you know, we're not going to be sweating with what I'm going to do. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, okay, so I'm just like, all right, like level set. He's still so hot and he's so smart and he's really funny and like he's engaging. So I am not paying attention. Like I said, bitch is colorblind for the flags when the man is six, seven. Mm. So I am hanging out with him. Um, he's like, I'd love to take you to dinner. Like, are you hungry? I was like, great. Okay. Dinner's on, on the docket here. He hadn't made reservations. However, he was like, he lives right off Pearl street, which is like the, you know, big special street in Boulder. I fucking hate Boulder. And he takes me to this restaurant. They, they happen to have a table right at the window. And it is a very nice, fancy restaurant. where like fireside. It's a really great restaurant. Like the food was excellent. The amazing martinis. Like wonderful. Okay. So he's like, listen, I also don't care that much about the game. He's like, I got us, you know, the best seats I could get. And I'm like, oh, where are the seats? Like I'm just like praying that I'm not in a sea of college students. And he's like, well, um, he goes, they're fifth, five rows up. And they were like, they were literally like the, the most expensive seats he could buy that were available. So I was like, okay, great. Those are some premium seats. Yeah, they are. Right. I mean, I, I, I was on the field basically. So um, anyways, he tells me, uh, he goes, we can get to the game a little later if you want. He goes, but the crowds are really bad. He goes, and we can leave anytime. Like you're not feeling it. And I was like, oh, good. Because. Baby girl cannot be sitting through a full football game. Right. Yeah. It's never happening. It might like I've had fr- lots of friends that played football and like I would go and like be in like a situation where I'm like basically like coming in and out of the locker room. Like, you know, like something like that, like a sweet, like a very. But otherwise, I'm not fucking sitting in the stands for three hours. Are you out of your mind with the proletariat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now we're on our way into the game and he looks at me and I thank God I had a small um, like sling back like bag on and he goes oh you don't have a clear purse and i said a fucking what and he goes they mandate that everyone has to have a clear purse i go what is a clear purse and why would any girl have so you could see my tampons from the outside like he goes it's it's part of the the security measure i go what are you talking i go to nuggets games there's no you don't have to have a clear purse you can't have backpacks a certain size that i understand but like we're all going through that tsa pre-check thingy well i don't have a clear purse and he's like it can't be bigger than an index card or they're going to make you get out of line and then go to these lockers and pay for a locker for your purse. And I was like, why wouldn't you mention this? He's like, well, I just thought you would know. Why would I know this? Right. I don't know that. You didn't know about the clear purse mandate. But it was wild. I start looking around and then it's like like a, a slow motion, like curb your enthusiasm. Like everyone has clear purses. Oh. Everyone had the clear purses, which is really weird to be able to see the entire contents of everyone's bags. And don't ask me why your security is this fucking bad. That like the security measure is I'm going to squint my eyes and see exactly what's in your bag. So I don't need to worry. Yeah. And can't you have like a foreign object in the shape of something that looks benign? I I don't. We went through a metal detector. So what exactly are you going to see in the clear bag anyway? Anyways, we get in there and I'm like, all right, let's get a drink. Wait, what'd you do with the purse? So I walked through and and no. And this the the security woman, you know, I have, um, I don't know how to say this. uh, 
pretty girl syndrome. I think I can get away with anything. Yeah. I have the confidence of someone that would, <laughs> that's probably a lot more attractive than me, but I always act like, come on, come on. <laughs> and so I'm walking in and this girl grab she has an index card and she holds it up to my purse no and she did yes not. she did shut your mouth and she goes it's a little bit bigger and i was like come on <laughs> let's not ruin anyone's night here it's a little bigger i didn't know and she's like all right go ahead that's great yes thank god because it would have been catastrophic it was so hard to get into the stupid hordes of people that have like no idea you know yeah. like it was a nightmare and obviously it's, also, it's, it's like a tsa when they're like oh that perfume's too big do you want to mail it back to yourself yes i don't have fucking time to go yes. to uh mailboxes yes. etc yes and but you know i can't mail no. this back you're going to tell me to throw it away and you're going to get it out of the trash when i'm up the escalator and you dirt bag i just was so irritated because this was a, a very small bag but it was slightly larger than an index card so all right we go in and i'm like all right he had told me i said there's hard alcohol there right and i was drinking like i was going to the electric chair at the dinner because i was concerned right because there might be hard alcohol but it might be like bullet like it's going to be something i don't want we get in there and then he comes to the realization after we do a full tour of this goddamn stadium, uh, they don't have hard alcohol. You can only have twisted tea, Topo Chico, or like White Claw in those like large. Oh, boo. Oh, and Super I hate, boo. I hate All seltzer. Those... I hate, I hate mixing anything, but like those, like, and I'm sorry, they had uh, like beers, but I just was like, okay. And you know, I'm so concerned about. Will you about, ever have beer? Um. A very high alcohol content beer, maybe. Okay. Like a small glass of it. But this is all just hydration. There's not enough alcohol in any of these things to get me even slightly buzzed. And, and now I'm just going to have to go to the bathroom. But I didn't want to be impolite. So he had, at this point, like he, you know, he had paid for dinner. And I wanted to, like, pay for something, right? And so I figured this is a good, like, menial thing to offer to pay for. And I said, listen, I got, I got our drinks. Now I ask you, we got two drinks. One Topo Chico and one fucking Peach White Claw or whatever. I, I'm going to ask you what you think the total with tip for those two drinks that are, I don't know, $3 in a gas station. They're a little bigger. They're not like standard wick. They're the bigger ones. $27.50, 30 bucks with tip. $44. Okay. $44. Now, I don't care. Like, this guy's spending. college student. What college is fucking moving keys? How do they have money? That I didn't have that in a semester. I, if, I'm assuming every kid there is like, just got to take up ketamine. Doesn't take up much room in the clear purse. Like, there's no way. $22 per fucking. I was like, this is so. Cr I, I mean, I was happy to pay for it on behalf of like, you know, he had bought us this nice dinner. And I was like, there's no problem for. And I couldn't complain in front of him. But I was like, this is. Why didn't you just charge 150? Wait, why did we stop at 44? Yeah, just if I we're mean, making up random right. numbers. So I'm just like, okay, well, whatever. This is something I'll take my, wash my Adderall down with. So we get into the stand. It's not okay. It was awful. Can we stop for one and second? And I threw Karen? out like 90%. I was like, this I can't is, drink this. This is why I said, okay, yes, we're getting older. Old people say everything's more expensive. I'm not talking about 20 years ago. I'm talking like 2017. That is not no. 44 effing dollars. No. That's like 23. And you're like, damn. And it'd be like 11 bucks a piece yeah, at the stadium. Correct. Yes. Yes. How do you get? I don't know. To, to, I when, the, when they turned the thing around, I was like, no. <laughs> no way. Like, I don't even think at like a Nuggets game, hard alcohol isn't even 22 no. a piece. And I've like, been 
shit face at Nuggets. Yeah. It's not that expensive. No. And so I'm That's just like. That's rich kid college prices. All right. So we make our way down. So I, I hate the game already. We make our way down to the seats. And these are legitimately just on the field seats. I mean, they're so. Like, it's, everything is right there. And. um, And you understand the rules of football. I sure don't. And all I cared about was they've got a live buffalo that comes out. <laughs> And I am like a fucking stage mom. I am. I have now run to the front, the extra five rows, and I'm waiting with my camera for like 10 minutes. And he's like, Corinne, we didn't get here at the start of the game. You missed the Buffalo. And like, I might as well have, you might as well have told me like. That was your game. That was the whole game. Oh my God. Ralphie the Buffalo. I Googled this. So it ends up you he did. busy getting fleeced for hard yeah. teas. Yeah. Exactly. Doing his damn thing. Exactly. Anyways, he got us these really lovely seats and our seats, I don't, we only, our seats had special cushions and like backs on them. And I was like, oh, and he's like, I said, oh, how come we have cushions and no one else? By the way, I really like this, but why do we, why are the only people? Wait, the only people. The only people. I couldn't see anyone else, not even in front of us. We just, and he goes, well, you, you just pay extra for them. And it's not like, oh, like, like fucking stupid Red Rocks where you just like slide into a row. No, no, no. These are seats. Like there, it's a bench though. There's not a back unless you pay for this thingy. Oh, so it's I like was an, like, almost like a high chair for your back. Yeah, there's a cushion for your ass and then there's a back and it was very nice. And so I thought, you know, he's, he's really tried and he's really, really hot. So he's like, I, you know, I have a cocktail bar I want to take you to. After, you know, everything closes early in Boulder, because again, Boulder fucking sucks. Wait, hold on. So his attitude has has changed since. Yeah, seemingly. Since, okay, he sends you the kind of hard mm-hmm. address. Mm-hmm. But when you get there, all's forgiven and that's what lately. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool well, up until I think point. I honestly, I think he's a fuck boy. And I think he figured I'm, I'm going to get her over here. I'm going to do all the things necessary, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to leave out, uh, you know, any intimacy. My mother listens to this podcast, but, uh, I will say, so we went to this cocktail bar. I haven't even gotten to the, the fucking bad part. These are all the flags that I was ignoring along the way at the cocktail bar. He takes me to a really fancy high-end cocktail bar. Wait, when and, you leave the game. Oh, I couldn't. I was like, oh. so halftime, Ralphie comes out. And I I have footage. We'll put it on the Instagram. So I do see the buffalo. Okay. I, I had thought originally I'd missed it all together. He didn't know it comes back out for halftime, but it did. So after the buffalo, I was like, how much longer? And he's like, let's just see like if they don't score. And they were shitting the bed. So a few minutes into the third quarter, I, I get him out of there. That's pretty. You mean you missed the second half? The whole second half. Okay. And like as we're walking out, they did something and everyone started cheering. And I was like, oh, there's no turning back. We're already towards the door. So we go to the cocktail bar. He, we're having a lovely time. And I am, so I am very anti other people's PDA. And generally speaking, I, I keep my hands to myself. You know, I'm not, but he's so hot. And I wanted everyone in the bar to know that I like, I was getting a piece of this. Yeah. So I am like way overly affectionate. Like, with the hands, yeah, I, palsy. I'm just, I'm fucking like you were all kissing up after seeing Ralphie. I, yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah, yes. So he sits down. We go. We're sitting outside, and uh, and he says to me because he sees like there's a like a bunch of college kids that are walking by. So the problem with Boulder, among many, is that it is a college town, but there's a lot of rich people that live there that are not college age, and so. The, the bars where it's $18 a cocktail, like where we are, no college kids are inside. But two doors down is some shithole that's 18 and over, right. that it's all college kids in the street. So he sees a bunch of college kids and he goes, you know, when I have kids, they're not going to be allowed to use social media. Hmm. And I'm like, hey, uh, what the fuck did you just say? 
And I said, so you want kids? And he said, well, yeah. Yeah, of course I want kids. And I'm like, did you read my Bumble profile? As a reminder to everyone listening, my Bumble profile only has three sentences in it. And it says, here, I'll call it up. I'll actually let, I'll read it. Um, I'm going to edit out the sentence. I can't, believe, I can't believe you guys this are was, talking about kids. Even- no, no, no. This is... The reason he said that, it, so read my entire bio because I want okay. you guys to be clear. My thing, I have two requests in 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 my Bumble profile: long term relationship, right, and must not want children. That's it. Two things. Okay, way to step on my lead here. Uh, here's what Corinne has to say about herself: about me, I'm looking for my adventure partner in life, someone to hold my hand and make memories with. I've never been married, and I don't care for kids. By that, I mean I don't like them. And also, I don't want to care for them. I would love to own a monkey at some point, though. Yes. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So I ask him, I go, did you read my Bumble profile? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so you're you're clear on the fact that I want to date someone who doesn't want kids. And he goes, yeah, well, I don't want them right now. And I was like, so you would like to date me for a limited amount of time until you decide you want kids and then I get kicked to the curb. Like I was infuriated and I have a hard time like reeling that in, but I already battleship. Yeah. No, no. But I already like, I'm already, my car is at his house. My stuff is there. I'm already like sleeping over. I can't drive home obviously. And I'm just kind of like, I'm going to make the most of this, but this is a fucking douchebag move this is a fuckboy move how many drinks have you had at this a lot well actually not that many because i had uh, two or three martinis at dinner and then i didn't drink at the game because i can't stand that shit and then i had this one cocktail so i wasn't fucked up by any means you know, even if i had had more drinks i wouldn't be right. but i was angry and i didn't know how to process it because i was like Kren, it's not gonna serve you to like start a fight in this bar or like have him be like, fine, then don't stay over. Like, well, then what am I going to do? Getting a hotel? Like, you know right. what I mean? Like it was p- a bad position to be in. And so we go back to his house, yada, yada. Well, first we get, we, when we go back to his house, I, it's been, we, we ate at like five 30 cause it was pregame, you know? And so I was like, do you have anything to eat? He's like, did you see my cups? And he goes, you know, I meant to go shopping, but I don't have anything. And I was like, so you didn't go shopping. And he's like, no, I don't have anything. I said, Okay, I almost thought to ask if I should bring over like hummus and crackers or something for like the pregame. You didn't get anything? And he's like, no. And I, I he wasn't exaggerating. He did not have one morsel of food at all in his entire home. I um, then. Corinne, glass houses here. Yeah. Your refrigerator looks like a, just a. Yeah. A barren, sad. Yeah. But I have lean food. cuisines in the freezer for emergencies and dumplings. Oh, good point. Yes. You know, I don't have Thickness nothing. Indu- inducing dumplings, but you got something. Yes. I And if I had somebody coming over, trust there'd be. Cheeses, there would be. I mean, I'd want to impress this person, mm. and so I am starving. There's nothing I can do about. There's nothing there, and so I. Anyways, we go to sleep, and I wake up in the morning. At it's daylight savings time at five thirty a.m. I'm getting sunburned. He does not have blinds or blackout shades. It's just direct fucking sunlight. It faces the sun, and it's just. In your eyes. Right. And as soon as I, that sun breaks, it's all. I am furious. I went to bed at 2 a.m. I am fucking, I was deliriously hungry. I was like, this is. You seem like a person that can't go back to sleep either. No, no. So I'm like nudging him and I'm like, do you have a sheet or something you can hang? He's like, 
oh, does that bother you? I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah, this is the worst sleeping conditions. And so to round this out, I'd like to say to you, the night that I almost choked on my own vomit, I slept better than the night I had to spend with this fucking guy. Yeah, God bless it, Corinne. I just, it, it's weird because I I agree there was a lot of red flags. I disagree oh. that, that he was a fuck boy. Well, he took me the next morning. Like, actually, I, I waited it out. Like, I stayed up for like three hours. And then finally he wakes up and he's like, I'd like to take you to my favorite brunch spot. So he took me for brunch. He also paid for brunch. Yes, um, this isn't fuckboy behavior. I this is the confusing. This is what he's telling Chris. He's got he, fuckboy characters. He's never texted me again. No, he was really just trying to get it done. But then why brunch? Them? I don't know why any of these things. And I still maintain that if I had said yes on Friday night, he would have somehow found found COVID by Saturday. He would not have taken me to that game. Yeah, I I mean I definitely agree with that. He just says, look, it, the the red flags were that he didn't know not to suggest the hot tub. That's the red flag that you don't even know that. So by the time you get to the house, these are icing on the cake red yeah. flags. The no curtain, the no headboard, not having a headboard as an adult it's, is like not, I, not having a front door in your house. But, you have to have a headboard at this age. I am sorry. That seems like a little thing, but it's it, not. But, I've been broke before. You can go to Pinterest and be creative. Yeah. You can go down to the uh, Goodwill not, and paint a headboard and bring it back. Okay. Al, at some point in the night, he was explaining to me that his parents just took the boat off the lake that day. And I was like, that's so crazy because my parents had to take the boat off a month ago. Like, it's already so cold. His parents have a house in Connecticut. And they're on, like, apparently a 32-mile lake. And he's like, well, it's a bigger boat. I go, how big? He tells it's a yacht. He also, his family has a yacht. This is, he told me his parents make fun of him when they visit because they're like, why are you being so frugal? It was $3,000 a month in rent, you guys. That's not a small amount. My mortgage is less than that. I don't know. I don't for a 35-year-old? That, that makes it worse because it's, you know what? Here's, but I'm saying, if you pay that much in rent, you have the money for a headboard. He just doesn't give a fuck. He has the money for a lot of things. And he's one of those people that, like, it, it angers me on a couple levels. One, you probably feel guilty about the amount of money that you have and the fact that you don't have to work as hard in life just because he's good looking and he's got money and he doesn't really have to worry about anything. And there's an inherent guilt in that. F that. You won, you won, bro. Enjoy it. And on top of that, dude, nobody gets the ride that you got. So don't try and dumb it down and be with us regular unwashed masses and be like, I've got paper cups too, styrofoam. I don't know. Why don't you live at least like a comparable adult? I'm not saying you gotta, it's your shit's gotta look like Deion Sanders lives there, but a curtain, no head. Come on. Like when you were fucking but spy. Also try and like, like the idea that there was no effort made. Like I went into the bathroom and there was no hand towel. And I was like, I just washed my hands. I'm like, do you have a hand towel? And he's like, oh, let me see. I'm like, you couldn't even put out a fucking hand towel. It's, like, it's, come on. It sucks. It, it sucks. He had like it a shitty shower curtain, like just everything. I was like, what are you doing, dude? It doesn't make you more interesting. And don't give me that. I'm so into like saving animals. And what is he, an undercover ski operator? Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. It's like, dude, you could Amazon some sheets. Shut up, dude. There's none of this like, your shit doesn't have to look like Liberace lives there. No. But you can at least be like, I am inviting another adult over who lived, who drove a long way. Can I act like... It's a privilege to act like you don't give a shit. I brought the bottle of mezcal. You couldn't get glasses in order, dude. And like, you could literally, be like a funky, eclectic, have 
50 cent glasses, but these are all Good. different glasses. I brought you the, glasses yeah. from Goodwill. And I love, <laughs> like, I use them all. They're the great. Time. They're I great. Know. And so the, the thing is, it doesn't have to be about flashing your money, but that whole thing, like you, you're too much of this or that to give a shit about another human being. It's kind of gross. And that's what I'm saying. He's not a fuck boy because I think be, it was before that was a term, but me and my boys were definitely fuck boys. We didn't take girls. We didn't to brunch. try. I know. We didn't but try. And then like, explain- we were presenting ourselves as assholes. And women knew like this is a one night stand guy. This is not a right. Hot, we didn't do the whole like. This hey, one thing. Why did you spend this much time courting me? Yes. I don't know, but he's disappeared off the face of the earth. So I figured, you know what? I said to Chris, I'm like, you know, I can't, I can't, there's no punishment here. The only thing I can do is light him the fuck up on my podcast. Yeah. So here and, we are. And I don't even think you let him up. You just said lighting him up would be like, unless you I'm saying he, facts. Yeah. They, these are just facts. Straight facts. And these are facts that I'm sure you would rather not be telling. I'm sure you would rather you say he pulled up in the same limo that they had in that show, different strokes, you know, <laughs> it's like something like he, you wanted like in, like you wanted to be romance and yeah. wine and dine. I, can I get a, a wheel of cheese and some crackers? It's this is all I'm asking. I, you know, uh, as you're talking, it's making me think about uh, a, a theory that I'm developing in real time. And that's that men, uh, you know, aren't really, we need a woman in our life consistently, uh, you know, if, uh, heterosexual dudes to get us together enough. Like now I could throw a dinner party. Now I can get my guest bathroom together. I can do all these things that probably a woman would have wanted me to do yeah. to present as an eligible man to be married. But the guys like my co-host Jeff, who can throw down in the kitchen, who can build a mud room, it takes us being partnered to get this skill set mm-hmm. so i'm like is it well, is it the chicken before the egg I don't, or whatever I, look, like i i wasn't necessarily like it was the no kid thing that was really upsetting the rest of this is all i fix coachable potentially it's the 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 fucking wanting kids thing that really was like the the deal breaker for me um i just want to mention this because i forgot this part um i went to use his bathroom mm. when i before we were leaving for the game and when I stepped on, he had a floor mat on top of this, like, sh- it's a 150-year-old house. Oh, that's the other thing. During the night, the furnace is going, tap, 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 tap. I woke him up. I was like, is your phone going off? What is that? He goes, I think it's just the furnace. This was a shithole. It was a 150-year-old house. And so the there's like this. Did it look cool from the outside? No, no, okay. fucking no. Okay. But it's right off Pearl Street, and everybody wants to live there. And if you really fucking give a shit about Boulder, everything there is stupid expensive. And he only had half the house. There's a girl living in the bottom half of the house. So anyways, the bathroom is linoleum. But, like, the, the linoleum was installed in fucking 1930. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. it was white, I assume, with black, like, checkeredness. But that has all worn off. It's just white. I go, he has a floor mat. I step on the floor mat. The floor mat goes up like a fucking ice skating rink. And I'm on my ass. And I was like, I almost cracked my head open on the toilet. I come out. I was like, yo, dude, you got to get like a sticky thing for under the floor mat. And he goes, you know, everybody falls. Every (laughs) He goes, I tried to polish the linoleum. Like he bought like a polish. And he goes, and you know, it's just, it's really slippery now. And I was like, it's a hazard. It's a fucking hazard, and you can do something about that. Why didn't you tell me before I went in there? Was I don't know if it was you or my girlfriend Sar that told me they had a like a friend or roommate that had a rug, and they slipped and they broke their nose, and like their uh, 
their teeth yeah. went through their lip. It's very dangerous. Off, off one of those like yes. rug things. It's not like a funny thing. Like I, I, I have to get around to putting but this rug. Goes, That's like a banana peel for yes, it was like, human yeah, beings yeah. instead of yes, cartoons. A hundred percent. And he's like, oh, <laughs> people he goes, keep falling. Yeah, he goes, oh yeah, people always fall on that. He goes, but I'm used to it. And I'm like, cool, cool. Um, Okay, well, that rounds out that story. I am ready to listen to other people's problems. Give me okay. an email. And if you would like to reach out to us, it is my safe word is more advice at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. You can tell us a story, get our advice, anything you want. Just send us emails. We like them. Okay, uh, before we get to the email, I just want to say I'm proud of you. You handle yourself always like a G. And you can't Tried. control what the other person does. And I think that that's part of it. And it's not great, like solace or whatever, to be like, well, at least I was a G. But like you, Corinne, of all the people I know, like I know that you're going to show up, you're going to look good, you're going to have something in your mm -hmm. hand, you're going to be entertaining at the party, you're going to yell at a baby at the end of the party, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to be a person. Same with Chris. Chris is going to show up. He's going to be entertaining. If I walk out of the room, I know the conversation will die. Chris will be juggling three conversations. There is a responsibility as an adult to, you can't just show up nothing in hand and just expect like I'm hot or I no one's talking, so I'm just gonna slouch. There, there is a responsibility in a social situation for mm -hmm. an adult to step up in any way. Tape your rug down, yeah. have something in the refrigerator, five cups instead of two. Yeah. Whatever you're gonna do, pick one, two out of those seven things and do it. It's not cute anymore. You're not 17. It's not like, oh, he's a quirky writer and I'm trying to get to know him. You're you're you are dropping the ball and it's embarrassing and it's disrespectful and you're better than that. And also you you want to come to my hot tub when when you can't even offer me blackout shades. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, it's funny how our taste yeah. elevated. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, and then got stank after it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Back to your serial killer hut yeah i will tell you one one small thing please i brought i have uh an extensive collection of lingerie um it started when i was a little when i was in not little i was in college my grandma used to go to victoria's secret and buy like sexy things and send them to me <laughs> yeah like she did it all the time As uh a joke or like no she just How was like you? i was in college okay. my grandma still would send me like panties different things so I always, so I brought something that was like a little, you know, provocative. And like, I also had an alternate outfit that was just like boy shorts and like a crop top. And he got the boy shorts and the crop top because he didn't deserve the agent provocateur lingerie that I have. Oh, well, some guys would prefer the boy shorts. I want that. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen the lingerie. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Well, tell me the, the grandma Stella story and uh, <laughs> watch one of us lose interest. Like, oh, hey, where are you going? <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right let's get to this this uh this one's a little bit uh truncated but this is uh a really interesting one it basically this person is asking um is it bad that she didn't go to her good friend's wedding because it was on the same weekend as her birthday but she has reasons this is long as f okay so i'm going to uh skip around a bit but i'll make sure you get the yes please the okay so it says um i'm 28 and have been close friends with i'll call her uh with i'll call her jay who's 29 for five years last year jay got engaged to matt uh i'm very happy for both of them he treats her well she's happy uh since they've gotten engaged i've seen her maybe twice which mm. is like she's doing that whole and she's basically she goes on say i know she's busy but damn recently i saw on instagram that she asked 
uh, that she's asked her bridesmaids to be bridesmaids, and I'm hurt that I wasn't asked. So she found out on Instagram she wasn't asked. Mm. Uh, I don't know. You should rejoice. I hate when someone asks me and I can't say no. Yes. <laughs> well, I can, but go on. So she says, the thing that hurt most is that she has not told me a thing about her wedding. Uh, she's booked the date and not even said anything or messaged me to uh, to say why I'm not a bridesmaid. Uh, again, I understand she can't have everybody, but given how close we were, I, I would have thought I would at least have gotten a text. Then I see on one of the bridesmaids posts on Instagram, the date of the wedding. It's on my 30th birthday. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I've never celebrated a significant birthday, and I always plan on going uh, on holiday for it. Now I know uh, her. Now I, I now know that uh, her and a couple of friends won't be celebrating with me as they'll be at her wedding. So she basically goes on to say, "Am I an asshole for not going to my friend's wedding? No. She's been invited, but not as a." So bride first bride. of all, what you say is because this bitch didn't involve you in the planning. You had pre-booked a, you know, a special whatever. I'm going to Costa Rica, whatever it was. You already had that booked because you were not involved in the planning process. You were not asked to be a bridesmaid. You're just finding this out, and it's your 30th birthday, and you already had something planned. I definitely wouldn't go. And I would like to point out, if you'll remember, episodes ago when I talked about Julie missing. Sammy's bachelorette party because it was her birthday. It wasn't even a special landmark birthday. She just goes by herself and to Vegas Julie, to gamble. Julie was Sammy's sister. Yes. Julie didn't show up to her bachelorette party. Didn't. Didn't go to any of it. It was a whole weekend. Julie was like, it's my birthday. Right. She didn't even, there was no, like, she put her credit card down and paid for some shit. But she was like, I go to Vegas every year on my birthday to gamble. That's what I do. Well, I feel like this person needs some some deeper current advice because I think it's, you, on the surface, you could be like, well, hey, girl, do you? But like, I, I got news for you. She's mourning okay. the death of I know. Her, her, uh, officially. It's one thing to be like, have you seen Corinne in a while? Y'all used to do the podcast. I haven't seen her in a while. You know, we're not friends, but like we haven't officially. But Nothing like when really I see happened. you started a new podcast with a black guy that looks better than me with more followers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's officially over. And she didn't even tell me it's she's going to be on her 30th birthday without a lot of her key friends that should be there. And also knowing that this person she thought she was very close to, not only was she on the outskirts with, but like was barely there. So, so like what she, okay, how, she I, needs a pump up speech in her I head. know. So I, well, I need you to understand something that's really critical here. So the, the sort of slow um, divorcing of the two of you, mm -hmm. that's only going to continue. And so what will happen if you don't do your birthday thing and you go to her wedding, I would be willing to bet you that her bridesmaids are all people that are either engaged or, or already married. Cause she's trying to, she's probably establishing like a new group of friends. I have, this has happened to me many times before. Oh. Um, and what's going to happen is you're going to regret missing your birthday because this bitch in like another year from now, you're going to go from sort of still friends to really not friends at all anymore. Somebody and so, used to know. yeah. And so like, what are you salvaging? Like I, I it, Ooh, Jesus. I was not her. Um, one of the things that really upset me years ago is I had a very close friend who, she started having kids and like all of a sudden all her friends are mom friends. And she was like, I found out that she like, I helped throw her first baby shower for her. Now this is like her third kid. And she's like, she invites me on like Wednesday and she's like, it's just a sprinkle. It's not a shower. And she goes, and it's Saturday. And I know you're always so hungover on Saturdays because you go oh. out on Friday nights. And I was like, ew to all of this. I will be coming to this fucking sprinkle. Oh my God. It was a, I mean, she's well off and, and, somebody and it was a full like 
very um they had a what do you call the person that party like a party planner like yeah it was a theme it was wild and then i'm sitting there with her parents who i know very well and i'm looking around and i'm like who are any of the people at this party she made all new friends that were just moms like i didn't fit in anymore and it was really upsetting but i I, there was not much i could do about it like i can't i don't know i don't i have nothing to offer here well i think what you said is super interesting and i never thought about it like that because like i said when we were talking about earlier with you and the pukey uh sitch i think about it from everybody's perspective and maybe this person i'm giving i'm not even giving her the benefit i'm just looking at her as a human being the 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 girlfriend that's distancing herself i don't think it was probably a, a like something she did on purpose but when you want to talk about how to throw a shower you're gonna talk to people oh i've had four of them here's what you do you call the you know yeah and so like eventually yeah. as your world becomes more and more of this you're going to be talking to the people that are in this world almost the way i went from i was legit pre-med grad school biomedical sciences to um touring with bill bellamy you mm-hmm. know so like those are very different friend groups and i probably didn't realize like hey I don't talk to the guys that I used to study organic chem with and it wasn't personal. So maybe if she looks at it yeah, like that and just be like, your friend is dead. It's really, it, so just it's, mourn that you friendship. have to mourn it. It sucks, but I, it's only going to suck worse if you miss your 30th birthday. Should she unfollow? Should she mute? Should no, she no, no. Mute? You be classy about it. No, 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 no. You, you tell her I, you know, and I don't know if she's already like, basically you just set it up that either you already booked the trip or your parents surprised you with, 10 days in Australia for your 30th, whatever, whatever it is, it is conflicting and you can't make the wedding. Like, I, I like, don't be nasty about it. Just sometimes people can't make weddings and you're not an integral part of the wedding. So Clearly. yeah, I mean, that's the thing I was asking, should she mute or unfollow? The sadder thing oh, is, I don't know if the friend should don't unfollow. Notice. I think you could but just you, mute. I would mute. I mute. I mean, all my exes are muted, but they're not unfollowed because they should be able to see my shit. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't and just them. yeah. And that that friend is is gone and not coming away until you get married. If you choose to bring her back, because she might be like, Oh my God, here's what I would have done with my wedding. And now she's back in your life planning your wedding. And now she's pulling you into the vortex of married women mm-hmm. that sit around on Saturdays and, and drink white wine. It's I a will, different crew. I'll, than... I'll give you this little bit of a happy ending. The friend that I had who was my best friend for a very long time. And then when she had kids, it just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't compete. I couldn't, and I didn't want to, like, it, I don't really, I, she had nannies. I didn't understand why when I came over to drink wine, we had to also be in the room with the nanny and the kid, the camp, the nanny take the kid outside or That's something. That's what I'd be like. It's an outdoor cat. So outside, what is this? Yeah, I just was like, why do I have to be around the kids? Not have that baby in here. It's just got a new curtain. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, when the kids got a little bit older and she really found the mom friends to be very boring, she did come back to me and we are friends again. And it's been years. But um, I, yeah, it seems like a similar situation to me. I'm just guessing. That's great advice. And I think it's advice that's going to happen that you don't see. You see, like, hey, going to college, not talking to my high school friends again, or only a select few, or now that I'm done with college, I'm a lawyer. All I'm going to do is do coke and hang out with these guys. But then you don't see that next step of like unmarried people and married people. It's very hard to hang out because you guys are on different trajectories. Like married people are headed home when like unmarried people are getting out of the shower to mm-hmm, go out. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very different yeah. lifestyle. So it's like, it's not necessarily 
personal and you know this person could circle back around and if i may if your friend is the same age as you she'll be divorced in like six seven years 30 is too young to get married it's not gonna work i kind of Right? It's not going to work. There's like a I wish I was. 10% chance it'll work. So 10%. But I bring it up on the show and it's Al. Oh, uh, he's a Debbie Downer or whatever you, the blackmail equivalent. I'm like, it's the truth. We're looking at math. This is, yeah. I'm sorry if I want to use a little reality in this world, but yes. Uh, and speaking of this world, Corinne, I hope that everybody listening realizes that I, they've learned a little bit more about their world because this is a podcast night about. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You haven't given Chris the chance to give us his final thoughts yet. Oh, I thought yet. we had to wrap up because I'm seeing you look over my shoulder. Like no, I don't know. You about to don't have the time. In the cafeteria. No, I, I don't know what the time I'll go is over. Either. I want Chris's okay, final thoughts. Yes, definitely. I just didn't know what was happening. Yes. Okay, cool. Hold on. Please. I can't wait because Chris got some thoughts on this. He's the one that had the most intelligent thoughts on the Gee, I'll try to be real quick here if that's okay <laughs> with you. Thanks. Uh, thanks, buddy. That was a traumatizing trauma mm. episode on many levels, especially yes. that wound care shit. <laughs> I just want to say not only do I not mind the smell of Play-Doh, I like it. <laughs> In fact, I've tasted Play-Doh, and I am almost certain that about 73% of listeners over 40 have also tasted, tasted Play-Doh. Tasted it? Yeah, yeah. We all tried it. Oh, God. I'm kids, really, so, like, yeah. I can't talk about it anymore. It's all right, so sorry, gross. But that's true. Uh, you know what? In North America, there are no buffalo. In North America, bison? they're bison. So that's but they're the Colorado me. buffalo. I know, it's annoying. Well, everything bison. about the system. So annoying. My high school team. By the way, that that dude was for sure a fuck boy, mm -hmm. no question. Mm -hmm. But at what age are you no longer a fuck boy? Like, yeah, you're you're you are you're a fuck man. What is it? It's like you're not a fuck boy when you're thirty five. You get or 40 your or you get your fuck boy bar mitzvah. You're being a fuck boy, but you're not a fuck boy. What do you call that? I don't mm -hmm. know. He's certainly a man boy though. Mm -hmm. By the yes. state of his like home and so forth. Uh, but you know what? A, even a fuck boy or fuck man will make a certain amount of effort if it's also fun for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? He liked going to the game. He liked going yeah. to dinner. That's not yeah. that big an effort. Well. So he's a fuck boy for sure. I don't know how you weed people out then. I know. You don't have to. You just have to live and learn. And, and this kind of gets me around to my end. I texted you the other day that I saw this girl at the uh, gym who had a t-shirt that said, bad choices make good stories. And Corinne... As your producer, <laughs> I just want to thank you for every bad choice you make. <laughs> it makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> thank you. All right. Now you can take us home, buddy. All right. That was some real talk. And now I'm going to be thinking the whole time about like, what do you graduate to from fuckboy? And at mm -hmm. what age? That's going to be my whole thoughts this week. But until next week, you guys remember that this is not a podcast about life. It's a podcast about cheating death only to make it to the other side and end up with a fuck boy. <laughs> Bye.